Hello, we're back. It's time for For Your Reconsideration, the film podcast that rummages through the quality street tin of cinema. Will it be a sick coconut eclair or perhaps a wonderful zesty orange cream? To help me find out, are Simon and James. Hiya, boys. Hello. I, I actually quite like the uh, coconut ones. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, I do too. Yeah, I'm laughing them. I know I understand why everyone hates coconut chocolate so much. I know, I know. I was looking to because there's one called the purple one and all I know is I'm not allowed that because it's got something in it that doesn't agree with me <laughs> oh really not because everyone else really likes it and daddy's not allowed the nice ones <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you always get the dregs the absolute <laughs> dregs Them, what are they the toffee toffee pennies or whatever they're called I like them as well I like everything in the Quality Streets box. Too, yeah, like, oh, I don't, I'm not low Quality Street, but it's like, like it's like when bounties are always left over in the celebrations. Know, like brilliant, I'll have all that, snaffle them all. This is when I go to work. <laughs> Stick your Milky Ways up your ass. <laughs> Boys, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Oh, it's lovely to see you both. Uh, so, tell us over the uh, festive break, what have you been watching? Well, I've absolutely came through uh, season four of Cobra Kai, which is just the most watchable TV show ever. <laughs> I just love it. I'm like is halfway, it good? Is it good? just over halfway through. It's just so good. I don't know how it manages to pull it off. It's like <laughs> so shit, but really, really good. On, on paper, it should not work. There's no way this should work. Yeah, but the the showrunners know that as well, and they That's, lean into it. And yeah, yeah, they know totally. so much about the Karate Kid mythology that mythology. it's just brilliant. It's just like honestly, the way that they've done it, it's like Star Wars. The, the <laughs> yeah, approach they've genius. taken to it, it's it's so well done, and I just love Zabka. He's just he's so funny. Yeah, he's, he just, is this... legendary, isn't he? So yeah, that that's really good. I did want to shout out another uh, program that I managed to watch in the run up to Christmas. So uh, this program is called Dope Sick. This is an excellent mini series with uh, about the opioid crisis in America, starring Michael Keaton, Will Poulter, Rosario Dawson, and our listener Robert McElroy. Oh, yeah, dude, unbelievable! Big shot, Rob. Hey, big shot, Rob. Thank you for listening, and congratulations, dude. Yes, so Rob appears in episode three as a pharmacist whose store has been ransacked for OxyContin, and he has a couple of scenes with Rosario Dawson, and he's excellent in the programme. Oh, got ourselves a famous listener. Exactly. (laughs) Remember us when you're a big shot, Rob. Yeah, please do. So, yeah, it's a really harrowing drama, but it's incredibly well done, and you can catch it on Disney Plus here in the UK. And uh, you can also follow Rob on Twitter at BigRobMac. Dude, awesome. Wow. I mean, nice. I uh, it looks really good that I saw a trailer for it. Um, I don't know where, before a film or on, like on Amazon or something. It looks really good. I need to check that out. So Yeah, um, it is excellent. Really good actors, really compelling story, one hell of a scandal. And yeah, just really, really well done. Nice, nice. Amazing. Add that to the list. And uh, I also took, managed to uh, get a, squeeze in a cinema trip uh, as well this week. So I went to see Licorice Pizza, which is a beautifully shot, funny and heartfelt coming-of-age story from Paul Thomas Anderson. So like all PTA movies, the character work is second to none here, and whilst the A-list cameos are tremendous, Alana Haim and Cooper Hoffman are the heart and soul of the film, delivering what will hopefully prove to be star-making performances. Narratively, it's a 
bit more laissez-faire than much of Anderson's other work, but executed with such prowess that you can just get swept up in the world and revel in watching a director operating at the absolute peak of his powers. So, yeah, it was nice to get the best film of the year done and dusted in the first week of January. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought there, James, you were going to talk about your your more significant cinema trip. Oh, to see Paw Patrol the movie. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yes. What a movie. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, my, my son enjoyed it. I didn't go on my own like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my son enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. So, but yeah, as, as 90 minute toy commercials go, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> Did you cry? No, I didn't cry, Rob. It's Right, good. Uh, lovely. What a lovely spread. Which bit did you cry at? It was when uh, when Liberty got her own medal at the end. Oh my god! What like Chewbacca? Oh, because unlike what in Star Chewbacca Wars. in Star Wars. <laughs> yep, yep. Anyway, uh, Sai, what about you? What have you been uh, enjoying? I got so much to cover. I mean, you know, even though um, my my pre Christmas sort of cinema going plans were scuppered after my brush with the Omicron um, down in London, where it completely ravaged the city. <laughs> it's like twenty eight days later. <laughs> I did, however, you know, when my ten days was up, I predictably went to watch. The first thing I did was was ran out of my house and went and went to watch Spider Man. <laughs> oh, how is it? Oh god, I absolutely loved it. Cool, just really loved it. I I really tried to steer clear of like explicit spoilers, even though most of it had been spoiled anyway, like before it even came out. Oh yeah, I know everything that happens yeah. in that movie yeah. already. Yeah, you know, I just wish that those <laughs> surprises could have stayed as surprises because for what happens in it, I was kind of there expecting it and waiting for the things that happen in it rather than being completely bowled over and you know yeah blown away and I, it would have been such a better experience for everyone if we didn't know about it but i guess you know like in this world where you know well particularly for movie studios you know as big as marvel where they're sort of guaranteed box office people aren't going to the cinema that much anymore so you still need to sell it and you know they were the reasons to sell this yes i'm not going to say explicitly what happens um, no. i'm sure everyone knows anyway but Nothing's really sacred these days anyway when you just got no. YouTubers and film websites just like clambering for clicks and wankers you know. on podcasts. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Spoiling <laughs> spoiling whole movies for an hour and a half and then saying whether you should watch them at the end of it. It's just a shame that that was ruined. But I still loved it not all the same and all that pointing towards the past uh, nostalgia element of it, which a few films have done this year, actually. I went to see Matrix Resurrections as well, and that kind of did a similar thing where it was all like, look at the past, look at what we did before. And um, I guess the Ghostbusters film as well did that. N- the nostalgic elements of it kind of masked some of the film's shortcomings a little bit. Um, it was a bit stupid, plot-wise. You know, he would he just made some ridiculous decisions in it, and you're like, "Why are you doing this?" <laughs> Other than to uh, bring on person A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was a bit stupid, and you know, the action set pieces were I, I felt were a bit lacking compared to other Spider-Man movies. But as a fan of the character, I just absolutely buzzed my tits off at it, and it was just a massive joy awesome. to behold. Awesome. I also wanted to shout out. Um, the the Oscar winning uh, best feature documentary of 2021, which I watched. 
So yeah, my finger's right on the pulse with this one. A year later, <laughs> watching. Uh, it, it's a, a documentary called My Octopus Teacher on Netflix. Making a note right now. It's just a really beautiful story. Really simple. Uh, it's just about this this South African guy who was uh, like this. He's like in his forties. He was a bit sort of lost in life, you know, like suffering from a bit of burnout from his job. And he found sort of solace in um, in cold water swimming near his house in South Africa. He, he lived on like a, the coast of South Africa. And he, he just went out and so he was a, his job was like a, a documentary filmmaker. And he went out and filmed his him going underwater and sort of filming this kelp forest. And when he was in the kelp forest, he, he met a, he meets an octopus. And he's just—it's just a document of a year in the life of this guy and the, the the bond he makes with this octopus, as the days go on and it starts to trust him and things like that. It's just really lovely and just a really oh. pure story. It's quite sad as well, but it's just really, really good. It soothes the soul, I would say. Um, so I, uh, yeah, would highly recommend oh, that if you haven't seen. It's lovely. Is it the same octopus who was predicting the World Cup scores a few years ago? <laughs> <laughs> it might well just be. Yeah, that's the doc- cool well. That's the documentary. <laughs> and then the octopus found fame in. <laughs> Wasn't he called, called something really human, like Paul or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, superb. Uh, also, just quickly, finally, I completed the FYR hat trick and watched that Angelina Jolie. Taylor Sheridan Forest Fire. Oh, oh yeah. What do you think? Which you both watched on uh, the last uh, couple yeah. of years. I, I really enjoyed it. I really good, enjoyed it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's a good movie. It was great. She's yeah. a badass in it. The kid's yes. good in it as well. The, the oh, young lad's uh, really good he had it. me crying. Never yeah. mind Liberty and her medal. <laughs> yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Oh, lovely stuff. Uh, for myself, um, I, I did a deal with the family and I said, like, look, Daddy will do whatever you want today. It's just later on tonight when we're all home, promise me you will give me 40 minutes to watch the opening episode of The Mandalorian. Um, the, the, like, as in the original, you know, the, the two years ago series. Had you oh, not right. seen it yet? Or no, you, I had. You, it's just I was convinced again? they'd freaking love Baby Yoda. Yeah. And um, I, I said, like, <laughs> just, just promise me you'll do it and not moan about it. And they did. And what happened? They're all absolutely obsessed. What they're not obsessed <laughs> good, good. with is uh, me constantly talking like Werner Herzog. <laughs> <laughs> they, I can't. Like, it's li- breakfast is ruined. Like, would you like the Cheerios in such a small package? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, it, it, but again, re watching so that, what that. a great show it is. Has anyone seen Book of Boba Fett yet? No, I, I'm t- I, I always store up a few because if it's yeah. good, I want to like go through them. So I'll, I'll wait. Yeah. But I've, it's been a bit. It's had a bit of a lukewarm reception. Yeah, I've watched the first one and I wasn't bowled over by it, mainly because it's basically the same character. You know, it's just the same. It's just a man it's in a, a helmet in the desert. Like it's just not. I don't. I don't know. It feels a bit. Um, yeah, maybe like twenty years too late or something. I don't know. Boba yeah. Fett's not really that cool anymore. I don't know. I'd, uh, he ne- yeah. he never was for me. Just a bloke with a jetpack. Like <laughs> I never understood why he had such cult status. <laughs> yes, <laughs> half like ice cold cool, and then gets dispatched super easy. Easily. Super easy. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It. I mean, I, I'll I'll carry on, but I'm not like super eager to to. Ca- I'm watching yeah. Cobra Kai more so than that. Right, right. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, that's got me hooked a bit more. I need to finish Hawkeye as well. I was enjoying that, and I kind of got derailed by Christmas. 
So I need to get back on Hawkeye. Because that was really good. It's kind of like Shane Black for kids. It's like a Ooh, gateway nice. to Shane Black stuff, Hawkeye. Oh, cool. Let's get the kids Yeah, really that. good. Yeah, Hawkeye, was, it, was, it was... I haven't finished it, but um, from what I've seen so far, it's, it's really very good. And it's all nice. Christmas-based as well. It's good. A bit late now, but... <laughs> Very cool. Um, I I got a telling off on a um, event recently because I don't I haven't watched enough current telly, um, and they said how can you you know write about crime if you haven't watched the latest top crime shows? So I bit the bullet and started Mayor of Easttown. Um, oh, oh yeah, very good. Out, that's good, isn't it? Goodness me, it's very good. A bit intimidatingly good, like <laughs> God, I want to quit. Good, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. I could never do anything as good as this. It's that good. Uh, and uh, um, yeah, here's a hot take for you. That Kate Winslet's rather good. Yeah, it's going places. <laughs> going places, yeah, that one. It's rather good, that one. Uh, I think one of the best things in that is that um, her accent is so on point. I mean, I know it's it's often overlooked, but sometimes accents go in and out like very, very easily. Tonight's film has a very curious accent choice <laughs> at times. <laughs> but it, it, this is just like a faultless, of a really specific area of America as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's superb. Um, and I'm about halfway through. I don't know what's going on. Possibly a bit too scared to know, actually. I don't know whether I want to know what's going on. It's good. I did manage a cinema trip. Uh, I went to see Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going into this dreading it. Uh, I nearly slipped into Werner Herzog then. Um, dreading it. I was dreading the trip to the cinema um, <laughs> for the Jack Whitehall picture. <laughs> oh, it's Jack Whitehall in it. Yeah. 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 No, I don't like his... Uh, I've got to be honest. I do not appreciate his shtick. It doesn't doesn't work for me. I know a lot of people dig it. That's great. It's absolutely awesome. But for me, it's not really to my taste. Um, but I liked him in this. Got to be honest. Liked him. Um, and he had an American accent, another accent that perhaps went a little bit doolally at times. Did you um, see uh, Olivia Coleman accidentally slam him on the Graham Norton show? No, what did she <laughs> He was do? doing a clip from the film and he, uh, Graham says to him, oh, um, oh, Jack, so you're doing an American accent? In this one, and then Olivia Coleman went, What? There? He was doing an American <laughs> Excellent. Uh, it, well, it was, he was, he was not his, um, he was not doing his shtick. That's the best way to describe yeah. it. He wasn't doing his shtick. Uh, another great um, victory in that was the kids loved that the elderly sort of magician dude who gave them the dog was the, um, the hotelier from Faulty Towers. They enjoyed that very much. <laughs> Him? The same guy? Um, yeah, that was great. Um, I only cried once, by the way, so that's good. And uh, last but not least, um, I would really like to make a mention of this, because we talked about this a few episodes ago, episodes ago, knowing that it was coming. Um, but I did watch Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh, did you take the plunge on the... I did, I did. And I'm going to be honest, I was pleasantly surprised. Not for the reasons you might expect. <laughs> so, for a start, the kid in it, it is horrendous. It is just, <laughs> this is not... We're all about the positives, but he's not a very likeable kid. Uh, or at least his portrayal of this child is not very likeable. And they actually switch most of the runtime and focus away from the... Uh, I'm assuming I can talk about this, because I'm not imagining many people are going to be, you spoiled home sweet home alone! You know, <laughs> um, But they actually switch the whole focus of the movie away from... The, the, the goody family, as it were, who were filthy rich and abandoned their child at home and have no respect for money or people's belongings <laughs> or 
well, anybody or anything, um, to the, yeah, the, the, the supposed villains. And it's about their troubles and how they're losing their own home. And they want to, you know, and, and this, they actually are going to break into Kevin's house. It's not Kevin, he's called the <laughs> name, I don't know what his name is, to retrieve something that he's stolen from them. So it really is weird like wanting, like I wanted them just to batter him. <laughs> I wanted to catch and batter him all the way through. It was really, really weird. Um, and uh, so it offered like a really weird, different taste on it, take on it. Um, great nods though to the original material though in this. Um, permit me to say, but there is a everywhere, all the houses in the vicinity um, have these little little signs in the front saying guarded by McAllister Home Security because that's what Kevin did after <laughs> he started his own home security enterprise um Buzz is in it again as a as a cop as Buzz like at, or just as, the Buzz. as Buzz yeah it says McAllister on it and he's he gets a, he's eating donuts in the car and like he gets a call through saying um yeah uh, dispatch 901 uh, there's a uh, you know child home alone like and he said Ugh. Is this this will be my brother Kevin? He does this every year, <laughs> and it's those little nods which actually really work for me. Um, there's loads of it that doesn't work, but um, there was enough there to make me think this is actually uh, the third in the franchise behind Home Alone's one and two. Yeah, well, it's not hard to do that. <laughs> it's really not. But anything better than the Holiday Heist uh, is uh, full marks from me. Um, so tonight's movie, I suppose we should really. After 20 minutes of chatting about <laughs> absolutely all sorts, we should really talk about tonight's film. Um, should we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, my word. I mean, we've, we've been messaging each other behind the scenes. There is quite a bit to discuss here. Um, so, <laughs> look at the Snickers. We'll go in uh, with a, a logline. <clears throat> Excuse me, got to clear my throat for this one. A luckless writer who somehow has an astonishing Manhattan apartment and a sensational woodland cabin upstate engages in two hours of the weirdest domestic human behaviour possible while coming to grips with the fact that he might, just might, have been abducted by aliens. Of course, it's 1989's absolutely bug nuts communion. Of course, like everyone knows what it is. <laughs> It wasn't a dream. There's a group that meets. Group? People who've seen the same sort of things you have. Which group of aliens abducted you? Bob, we are not victims. We are participants. I don't recall them being human. You sit there, you're in for one big surprise. Okay, guys. Communion. Um, I've known about this film for quite some time, but when did it first come to your attention? Let's start with you, James. Well, I've never seen it, but I was aware that it's developed something of a cult following over the years. 
And I've actually been watching a lot of Christopher Walken recently because he's randomly in Stephen Merchant's new oh, show, yes. yeah. <laughs> set in Bristol. So uh, yeah, I've had quite a lot of Walken in the last six weeks. <laughs> so I was excited when you said it was coming up because I'd never uh, happened upon it on my own, but I was looking forward to see what all the fuss was about. And my my. <laughs> See, I didn't know there was fuss. I didn't know anyone else knew about this. Seriously. I remember um, like sending off to somewhere like Belgium to get a DVD when I was, you know, 17 or something like that. It's definitely on the obscure side, isn't it? Because, you know, being able to watch this nowadays was a standard definition stream on Amazon. Yes, I yeah. can't even get it HD. There's not a <laughs> HD transfer of it. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Sai? What was when did you first become aware of of the the cultural phenomena that is communion? Uh, when you sent uh, the poster of it in our WhatsApp group and said, "This is my next pick." <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, I know this film." When I saw the poster you sent, but then I was thinking of. Is it called the Prophecy? He's in a series of films called the Prophecy, where he's Angel Gabriel, I think. And I just—that's what I immediately thought it was, and then and then I actually looked at it, and I was like, "Oh no, it's some alien movie." <laughs> <laughs> so, never, never seen it. Anything with Walken though is a. There's going to be an element of fun about it, though, isn't there? So, yeah, I was looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, I suppose in which case you're wondering why I I picked it. Um, as you I think know, I know why you picked it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to do this bit, James? <laughs> <laughs> just look at the poster. It's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it ticks a lot of boxes, Rob. There's aliens, there's log cabins in remote American locations. <laughs> I love that text you sent you sent us about this you know, this is another of Rob's niche wilderness cabin movies. <laughs> um yeah, quite right. Um all the all the elements are there for me. Although this does have one thing extra on the usual sort of like basement kind of extraterrestrial features that I enjoy and that is an A-list actor swinging for what is he swinging for the fences I don't know I don't know and truthfully I can't work out whether this film is good or appalling I don't know (laughs) I'm trying to work this out and I'm hoping you guys can guide me through it all I do know is there's enough in here for me to enjoy to think yeah let's do this 100% yeah 100% yeah oh well Good. <laughs> what I thought when I was watching this was so the the, the screenplay is based on a book mm. and they're both written by the same person, Whitley Stryber, yes. and this is apparently based on his real life uh, encounters with extraterrestrials. And Christopher Walken is playing Whitley Stryber <laughs> in this movie, and I didn't know if it was just an elaborate prank on him, like they were all just. Taking the Mickey out of him and his <laughs> encounters with aliens because it's not flattering. We'll get into it when we get into. The I mean, films. we really, we really will. But have you? Uh, so, just to jump slightly off, have you seen this piece of trivia about this? That um, while serving as, I'm just reading off IMDb here. While serving as executive producer, author Whitley Stryber, whose experiences serve as the basis of the film expressed concerns about Christopher Walken's abilities in portraying him. When Shriver finally told Walken that it might be portraying him as a little too crazy, Walken replied, 
If the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> you, you definitely get the impression with Walken's performance that he was doing whatever the fuck Christopher Walken wanted to do. <laughs> I, I, not... I, I, well, I, honestly, I want to know how much of this is ad-libbed because there must be quite a bit. It, it's, it's I would say the... 70% of his dialogue is ad-libbed. <laughs> yeah, the script just says Chris Walken walks into a room. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that's one of that was one of... Um, Whitley Strieber's Strieber, Strieber, I don't know how you say it. One of mm. his ma- main, he, he, he panned the movie. And it was because a lot <laughs> of it was. Flipping um, made it. He helped make it. <laughs> a lot of it was ad libbed. And he didn't like how a lot of it was ad libbed and it wasn't what he'd written in the scripts. So he, Well, he can, we, can we do an agreement? When you, while we're talking about the film, when you remember a hilarious line that he says, please bring it to our attention, please, because there is a number of, of real zingers here. Um, I don't. But Stryber, obviously, with this being source material, I'm not stood here for one minute saying this is a not fiction. Is what I'm saying. Um, Stryber, um, Stryber had um, went through all you know a number of periods in his life where he said that he was visited by certain people. Then he would find another fad to say, ah, well, this happened to me and stuff like that. He also claimed at one point that he was present at a um, a famous American shooting, which he wasn't. So he's not the most reliable of sources. I think that's fair to say. Do you write four books about the alien? Yes, because it, it was single-handedly his most successful book. I mean, maybe I should be doing this. <laughs> 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 well, um, according to the film's poster, based on the New York Times number one bestseller, exactly. Yeah, it was a it was a multiple times New York Times bestseller. You know, I'd like to read it. Um, I bet it's absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. You know. I'm surprised you haven't read it, actually, Rob. I thought that's probably one of the reasons why you knew of the movie was because of I was the... kind of disappointed in myself. I was, to be honest. Um, I'd be more interested in hearing in reading. Uh, oh gosh. Travis Walton's uh, autobiography. <laughs> um, there are a lot of parallels with Fire in the Sky, isn't there? There really are, aren't there? Yes. Um, although quite a lot of better special effects in that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> and a lot more MT motors in that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if we talk about budget and box office, James, what have you got for us? Um, yeah, so this film was released in 1989. Uh, I'm going to shock you here. It was not a big hit. (laughs) (laughs) So it made $1.92 million on release against a budget estimated at $5 million, which I'm sure we can all agree is all up there on the screen. (laughs) As long as it's in Walken's trousers, that is fine. Yeah, in Walken's pocket, absolutely. (laughs) Jeez. When he's wearing them, of course. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> extended walking ass and junk so cut. naked in this film. <laughs> wow. Oh, Nude. God. <laughs> Just brilliant. So commercially, not a great big success. Um, well, in any definition of the word success. <laughs> So, Sai, what, what do people make of it? What do the critics make of it? Well, well, you know, as this film's on the more obscure side of the spectrum, um, and it's from 1989, we, we, we usually have this problem. Reviews are a little thin on the ground. Um, but according to Wikipedia, the film scored negative to mixed reviews on release. And, and as we've said, you know, Whitley Stryber himself panned the film <laughs> due to Walken's non-factual portrayal of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> which which is like incidentally uh, apparently one of the things critics actually commended about the film. Uh, Kevin Thomas from the LA Times called his performance terrific and said walk and dazzles, giving us an intelligent, talented man caught in a nightmare and fearing for his sanity. I'm digging that. I'm digging that. It currently sits at a you know, pretty meagre 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's only based on 11 reviews, though. So it's kind of like me. 46% on audience. There's nothing on Metacritic, sadly. Um, it's not on there at all. But I did stumble, you know, as James sort of mentioned, it has got a bit of a cult following. And there are a few articles floating around on your various sort of film websites. Nice. There's a series of articles. I think they're quite new, actually, on um, bloodydisgusting.com. A series of articles called Alien Scare Me from Mike Holtz. Um, And it includes this movie amongst those that he has covered and will cover. And I think this guy might be your kindred spirit, Rob. Because going off the um, the opening paragraph of like this series of articles, it says, I stumbled upon Fire in the Sky as an eight-year-old one night on HBO and was unwittingly plunged into a lifetime fear of aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Not not many horror oh, films man. not many horror films truly scary these days, but alien horror, even the ones substandard to most, send me into a fear frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh Mike is then going on and, and writing about all these alien films that scary nice. uh, on bloodydisgusting.com, which is I'm gonna have to find that. Yeah, they're quite good. Uh, of communion though, uh Mike said, uh, this is a movie that many will watch and write off as simply weird as shit. Uh and maybe <laughs> And maybe even just plain bad, uh, and nobody could blame them, um, which is which is quite funny. Uh, Letterboxd has it currently uh, two point eight, uh, with people like single white femalian saying those little dancing aliens may be legitimately be cinema's peak. <laughs> two point nine is quite high, though I think for for uh, it's higher than I expected. <laughs> Yeah, only 762 reviews, though. Oh, is, is it? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, for people who've deliberately gone on there to look for it, like me, basically. Only 700 reviews. Wow, that is neat. This is a niche movie, Rob. This is, this is, yeah, we're going places other podcasts won't touch. Yeah, well, 100%. Not as niche as Abominable, but it's still pretty niche. Do you think it's, it's, it's got Academy Award winner Christopher Walken in the movie? <laughs> It's not as niche as abominable. <laughs> the fact that we're having this conversation already means that my goals for my involvement in this podcast have been well fulfilled. <laughs> it really is. I like Lance Henriksen as well, but come on, let's not be silly. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So it's 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 got like what I'm learning here is it has its own little weirdo following, you know, which is great. Big peace and love to all you communion fans out there. Is it a Tommy Wiseau-esque following? <laughs> totally. It must be. Uh, surely. Or a Walken fan. <laughs> you know, Walken must have a band of followers and fans who find his particular brand of acting, you know, worthwhile. This, this is the thing. This movie is is it's not mediocre. There's nothing middle ground about this. It's either incredible or disastrously bad. I don't... <laughs> I, I just can't work out where I sit on this. I've no idea. Uh, uh, which, which, oh dear. Anyway, should we dive in? Let's should well, we get uh, straight. Before in? we do, just so that we can sort of underpin the quality of the production, 
this is something that I found on IMDb. So the filmmakers had one week in New, uh, in New York City for filming exteriors. During this time, director Philippe Mora was assigned an assistant director who turned out to be elderly and deaf. The deafness led to some difficulties, but things managed to work out for that week. <laughs> <laughs> That's the piece of trivia. <laughs> There's a lot of weird. I mean, there must be a lot of weirdness that we're not privy to around this oh, film. It's yeah. a it's a weird movie, and I was like, it's produced by Allied Vision Productions, who I don't think are operating anymore. But they made like the Lawnmower Man and um, loads of sequels to The Howling. I th- Whoa! You know, they only a handful of movies, but you know, the movies they did make were weird ones. You know, Lomo Man is off its head. <laughs> I don't know. There's something around this film which does not... Co- it doesn't add up to me. Why is Christopher just... Walken in it? Was he yeah, struggling? I... <laughs> Did he have an IRS bill that he needed to I... pay? Or... Yeah, the, you know, the, the writer involved. You know, there's four books around this, you know, this alien abduction thing. It it kind of... It, is it like a dude who had loads of money and was like, it needs to be made into a film? <laughs> I'm going to find some people to do and make this film. Then they just had so much money that they could get Academy Award winner Christopher Walken. (laughs) They could get, who I'm sure we'll talk about soon, Eric Clapton doing the fucking title tracks. (laughs) (laughs) He's just weird. Superb. Well, uh, let's start with, because the movie opens with... um, uh, the noodlings on the guitar by yes Eric Clapton, <laughs> Just... but it gives it a gorgeous eighties upmarket texture to it. I felt it, it's. I mean, it's like a cross between Red Shoe Diaries and uh, Twin Peaks. It's yes. very Twin Peaksy um, yeah. in terms of the synth, the gentle synth. Yeah, and then Clapton's lovely sensual guitar lick. <laughs> just, I think they work best when the when when the pictures behind the music are wide open vistas of New York City. I think yeah, that's when they New work City, absolutely yeah. the best. Do you think you're about to watch a softcore pornography movie though? When <laughs> I already think I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you were to say at this point, will will Christopher Walken's ass be in this movie? And then yes it will. You know, so, yeah, yeah. Just we're, we're done. We're in. One thing I'd like to make very clear from the beginning is obviously, like I know that a number of our listeners know what I do for a living, um, and that I also write books. I wouldn't say I write them to the success and magnitude of Whitley Stryber, but I this is a maniac representation of a writer's life, <laughs> and absolutely insane. I make this very clear. I get up in the morning, I wave the kids off to school, I put my Jimmy Jams back on, get a coffee, I make stuff up all day and lounge about. Um, I go to the gym, come home, maybe I'm Guinness at some point. And then the kids are home. I don't do any of this mad stuff <laughs> that this guy does. I was going to ask you, Rob. Like, are you? Were you? Did you see a lot of yourself in? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see any of myself in this at all. It's it's insane. Well, no, the the main thing like that that is mad is is how much he talks to himself. Like, and yeah. says stuff like, "Another day gone." <laughs> Like just days fritter away, you know. Like he, well, no, of course he's at a certain end end of the authorial spectrum, spectrum, isn't he? He's obviously loaded. He has a Manhattan apartment, yeah. you know, so he can afford to have days where it doesn't work. <laughs> he can well, enjoy it's, it's, that. He's computer because he's this is eighty nine, is it? This movie, yeah. Right? yeah. So it's a you know very you know the the, the dawn of personal computers. 
and it, it turns off, doesn't it? And it's like, I'm cooking, I'm cooking, I'm on a roll. <laughs> and it breaks. It's like, what is going on with Walken? So he hangs out all day in his house in like cowboy boots and, and a fedora and a dressing gown. <laughs> it's insane. And, he's, and he's, he films himself writing as well. He, he does like film himself does. writing, yeah. He has like a little Just... video village next to his, yeah, he next does, to his yeah. computer oh, where it's got it's his face so on there insane. talking to himself. It's insane behaviour, this. And it gives, it makes, this is why growing up, I, you know, not that I'd seen this growing up, but it's this sort of thing that makes me think that when I was growing up, like, you can't be an author, they're an absolute maniac. <laughs> you have to have something fundamentally off with you to, to, to be able to do this. Um, then we're, we're introduced to, I mean, we know he's completely neurotic. He's just, he's already away with it. <laughs> he's, oh. I don't know what his baseline is uh, at all. Um, <laughs> His family come home, and he engages in some of the most bizarre parental techniques. I, I, give me a kiss. Something wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea what's happening here. And and the, b- before we know what's happening, we're introduced to the family. He's got his wife Anne, who's uh, Lindsay Krause. And they go off to the uh, with with another family. I think it's her. Well, he sister. sets the kitchen on fire first. Oh, he he, oh yeah! I'm so sorry. <laughs> of course he does. And it's not the first time he's done it. So he's cooking a duck or a goose, leaves it in there while he's wandering around talking to them. And and of course it goes off. The firemen come around and say, you're going to have, you know, we're going to have to send you a fine. And he holds up the charred cor- corpse of this goose and goes like, it's just food, food. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long do you have had to have left it for without checking on it? For it to suddenly be like... <laughs> What, what gets me about this scene, and it's just like the whole house is filled with smoke, right? And there's a couple coming away with them to the cabin. They just pile into this smoke-filled house straight through the front door. Like it's normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're having a lovely chat about going away. And he's like, hello there, comrade. Like his, yeah. Russian, his random Russian friend. <laughs> and then and then the firemen are there like two seconds later. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and... and is, has anyone been like, and this is characteristic of Walken's performance here, as sort of understatedly unbothered and slightly cheesed off to be alive than Walken <laughs> in a crisis <laughs> in this film? Like he, he's like everything is just a minor inconvenience. To him. <laughs> oh, it's just... almost like they went. Not a lot happens here in the first fifteen minutes. Can he like set the kitchen on fire or something just so that we've got? <laughs> Behind the camera, Whitley Stryber is off to one side like, no, no, they're making me look insane. (laughs) They're all flicking in the Vs behind his back. (laughs) My masterpiece. Uh, But they still go on holiday. They go to the five of them, uh, which includes uh, their young son, Drew. and He's dressed um, like Del Boy. Oh, so four adults and a cockney urchin go to <laughs> go to an up, like this incredible upstate New York cabin. I mean, it is beautiful. Yeah, um, and everything's in soft focus, isn't it? Like everything is. It soft looks focus. like a Hallmark movie. It's really it does, weird. Yeah, it does. Unless that's just the SD uh, standard definition. <laughs> yeah, the smudgy standard definition. Maybe, but it either looks like a Hallmark movie or the sort of films that they used to have on Channel Five when you come home from the pub about twenty years ago. 
<laughs> what those those blue movies, blue <laughs> movies for the nuns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, and uh, they settle in. Um, there's some mad stuff with a spider. Hey, I've got it on me. Hey, <laughs> do, you, do you know what? Like it, it is bonkers. This, this whole bit and and the way walking is and the spider thing and everything. But I quite like this. I I, I do. I am yeah, with you. This is and the way he interacts with his wife and his kid and his mates on this cabin holiday. It just feels really real and spontaneous, and they're all like trying to make each other laugh and just doing stupid stuff, which is what you would do. I mean, certainly I, at, at our age, that's what you, if you're hanging around with mates, you're just basically trying to make each other laugh, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I love that about, and it doesn't feel, it, you know, there are things that, you know, Whitley Schreiber hated that it was ad libbed, and this is all clearly ad libbed yeah, and not yeah. scripted, and it's them just going off on one, and it is funny and bonkers and mental but i really like it. i think it's really good <laughs> because it feels real it fe- fe- i'm on he feels like a real person and they feel like real people i agree I with you i do agree with you um and these the scenes of whitley being whitley via walken are some of the most enjoyable <laughs> is it fair to say that he's more of a lunatic before he gets abducted by him? yeah totally he's just a happier one <laughs> yeah well, for, for a start, right, the trees, the cabin, the forest, it's all lit so beautifully. It's got all the hallmarks of alien abduction stuff about to happen right the way through. You know, all the tropes are here, which is great. I love all that kind of stuff. And the security system's on the fritz, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All the lights are going. Yeah. Um, he's paid a fortune for it, um, but it, it does never works or anything like that. And um, they, <laughs> they go to bed and Chris, <laughs> Christopher Walken engages in some of the the greatest ever pillow talk. It's so good. I, I've got it written here. I, do you, do you please deliver. It, it, it's been an ice age. I've missed you, you old ball and chain. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's not, he, he just looks like he's talking to it. And then he says, want to fool around? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Your ball and chain. Um, have, you, have you noticed how he sleeps as well? He sleeps on his wife's yes. buttocks like a pillow. He, like He does. <laughs> horizontally across the bed. Imagine if that was the one thing Straber made wanted to make sure was right. Like, no, don't I don't sleep like that. Just lie on a bum. <laughs> right now. It's so funny because like a lot of the imagery, certainly for my like sensitive mind around the alien imagery, is thinking this is really close to being pants shreddingly terrifying. It's really close. But it really isn't. Yeah, <laughs> At the same funny. time, it's too funny. Or could be hilarious. if they'd invested a bit more money into the looks of the aliens. Oh, well, my God. Well, what because, is this? Uh, what is going on? <laughs> can I, can, I, I really wish I had like a candid camera watching both of your faces when the alien peeks his head around the door. That's why I really, really want to know. What was your reaction? I just laughed my head off because <laughs> it's not even an animatronic. It's an alien toy like they've yeah they've just got them from like the local party shop or whatever around halloween time like three for five dollars or whatever it's, <laughs> it's honestly the worst special effect i've ever seen in any film it, it's not good it really isn't yeah. good uh, he's so he wakes up in, in the night whitley this is um i'm guessing they've fooled around um and uh they've 
the lights have all come on and everyone in the house is actually awake. But there's a lot of this this sort of like dreamscape quality, isn't there? You know, like when when they're awake, they're not awake. They're under the sort of like the control of the visitors, that kind of thing. And it's skewing their sense of time and place. Um, and Whitley sat up in bed and he looks at the door and this thing pops its head around <laughs> and it looks absolutely terrible. I'm <laughs> oh, so sorry, it really does. And he, he, what does he say? Like, who's there? <laughs> it's, just, it's still doing his shtick. Oh, it's so yeah. good. And then, and then something happens to Drew downstairs, doesn't it? The that's awful. The blinds going up with the light streaming through the window. That really was horrible. And then he gets pulled towards the window, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and you don't really hear much about that again. All this time, I'm, the rest of the movie, I'm like, what's this kid abducted? So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah late, later on, it comes out. <laughs> There's a lot of ambiguity with this, isn't there? Whether it oh, yeah. happened or not, which is constant throughout the film. Yes. And this is the the bit with Drew is the bit where it kind of ruins that a bit because you, you're like, well, if the kid's involved, then you don't really get away with that ambiguous side of it because it's not wholly coming from Whitley because um, now the kids the kid has seemingly been abducted as well. Probably should have got rid of that, I think, and it would have been a bit more interesting. They also probably should have invested more in uh, alien costumes. <laughs> it was literally, it was literally getting a mannequin and there was a guy behind the door just like going, whoop, whoop. <laughs> just like leading whoop. it over. The whoop, whoop. It, was, it was so bad, but in a hilarious way. Yeah, remember that shot in Signs where the alien walks across? The... Oh, God, the scary oh, yeah. shot. I... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the crappiest imaginable version of that. <laughs> <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> I remember in the cinema, like, pants absolutely bedecked with doo-doo. Refused to watch that film because it scared me so much the first time I watched it. I don't want to watch that again because it would... Oh, God, it's just terrifying. So, so good. Um, or when it's on the roof, you know, when he looks out the window. Yeah, the roof. Yeah, the roof. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, enough of that good alien movie. Let's go back to this. <laughs> Go back to what we came for. Um, um, and the alien touches him on the head, doesn't he? But yes, that's right. Yeah. Does that do anything? I'm not, I was confused. It, keeps, it, it seems to be a running theme that, that it's something. He's got like a little stick thing, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and it's behind his ear. He gets a little dot behind his ear, doesn't he? And so he gets up in the morning and, and you know, everyone in the house is a bit like, there were big lights everywhere, that kind of thing. Mm. And um, he's like, he brushes it off. Um, my security which I thought was, system. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite interesting, you know, from a character point of view, the fact that it's all really happening to him and he's denying it. But at the same time, people are like, no, we, we did see this. Um, I always wanted to know uh, what his um, his friend, I think Romanian friend, I think is his uh, nationality. I think what he, because he goes out for a walk and he comes back and he says, I want to go home. Yeah. He's, and he's, what did he see out like there? Straight That's out what I want to know. Yeah. What, what did he see? I love that stuff. And um, yeah, they have to drive him home, and Whitley's not happy about it, and he's doing yeah. that brilliant, like sort of like everything's a mild inconvenience thing. <laughs> it's very pat sag. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's no problem. I'll I'll drive you home. Yeah. 
I was um, more fascinated by his feral child shoving a whole pancake in his mouth rather than <laughs> breakfast time. <laughs> Uh, which, as we learn, is immediately post-abduction himself. You know, yeah. he he's been abducted as well. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just remembered what happened to Walken later on in the abduction scene. What Henry the Hoover? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's literally. It is. Oh dear, how are we going to get through this? <laughs> it's too funny when that thing comes towards him. I know. Sorry, we need to get there. But, oh my god! It's all like it, it, it. We go back to New York, don't we? And he's trying to. He, he gets writer's block, doesn't he? Is, yeah. well, is he affected yeah. by? Is the writer's block caused by this supposed alien abduction, mm. or is this alien abduction a manifestation of his writer's block? Yeah, and it's constantly towing back and forth whether this did actually happen. And to uh, sort of get over that, he decides to try and write his book in cowboy boots and no pants. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, it is, it's Halloween. It comes up to Halloween, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a very seasonal movie, this. It goes it really through is, all the is it an underrated Christmas movie? <laughs> it 100% is. Given underrated. what happens to him on Boxing Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I mean, something definitely gets packed away. <laughs> <laughs> could could be the rudest thing I've ever said on the podcast. No? Um, anyway, yeah, it's it's uh, it, he's really struggling, and they really want him to go to a Halloween party. So he dresses in a grey suit with a grey turtleneck and an elephant's nose. Elephant's nose. It's just and a fedora. And a fedora. It's one of the most insane, horrible <laughs> Halloween parties. Ever. I want to do that next Halloween and, and see if anyone spots the reference. Niche you're Halloween just... costumes are the best. If you're out with <laughs> that and someone goes, communion for across the hey, Honestly, if that happens next next October site, that date between, uh, we'll call it the Whitley Stryber date, right? From October 4th of the first abduction to December 26th, I will buy you all the beer you need. If someone says, a communion! Uh, when you walk into a Halloween party. You know, there was that year when literally every woman went as uh, Harley Quinn from Suicide yes, Squad. Yes. It's like, no one's going as Christopher Walken as an elephant from Communion. Here, put this nose on and a grey turtleneck there, you're an elephant. What are we doing here? But given the special effects in this movie, I'm not surprised yeah, that the people are making surprised. that leap. It's a very jazz elephant, isn't it? It is. And you've got to carry yourself like Walker when you were like, hey, hey, oh, yeah. You know, um, with the sort of like everything's got a little rhythm and vibe. <laughs> and, and he gives it, doesn't he give, it, give the nose to someone who says, it's clean, use it. <laughs> what? What? And they're walking down this corridor and someone's set up a, like a little prank, haven't they? Um, yeah. And it's a fly that jumps out. It looks a bit like Brundlefly, doesn't it, from yeah. um, the uh, the brilliant Cronenberg fly movie. And um, he's like, he absolutely loses his mind. Like, it's get out of there! It's the funniest thing ever. It's so good. And this teenage girl who's in the mask is crying and stuff. And it's triggered him. It's like... bollocking her, yeah. I mean, I, I would have been as scared as he was it was a bit intense like it was but, a bit yeah, yeah just yeah i mean his son was absolutely terrified as well the, the elaborate lighting she'd set up and she she like she had a smoke machine and everything yeah so <laughs> she let like, them wait have you got another gel in there <laughs> yeah and it was a 
it was a bit of a it was a it, it, it was an ex- expensive costume the most expensive costume from the film probably <laughs> <it's not laughs> talk about getting the priorities wrong was this Whitley's doing as executive producer don't worry guys we've got the best bruntal flat costume we can buy <laughs> did you get the aliens sorted Whitley what <laughs> Those things you said that I've done to yeah. you. It's like I get that 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 money I give you was that not just for this one costume? No, that was for the whole film. What was the oh, budget? Fuck. Five million. Oh god, four and a half million on on this fly costume. I spent it all on this really inconsequential teenage girl Halloween costume. <laughs> oh, fuck. We've got nothing left for the aliens. It's all right. I'll just go down to the garage and. Get some- <laughs> Um, they go home. She's very mad at him. His wife uh, is really mad at him. She and, gives um, him a proper hard time, doesn't she? Yeah, but he's it's like he I was is scared. I was scared. Horribly <laughs> obtuse as well, isn't he? Like you know, he says, uh, "I'll take Drew to bed, and then we're going to talk." Ooh, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> he sits there and waits, and he's like, "I was scared," and I like that. I like that that honesty. You know, that it was quite. He's not in no way is the character of Whitley Stryber in this film. A hero character. There's just no way. No, 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 no. And I like that he fully leans into that as well. He's likable in a hilarious way. We're laughing at him rather than with him. I think. <laughs> what I've got written down here a line that is hilarious, and I think it's I don't know when it is. I think it. I'm not sure when it is. They're eating cake, but I have to mention the line because it's that good, and his delivery of it is that good. Because he's being obtuse and difficult again. Someone asks him a question, he doesn't like the answer, and he's just like. I don't know, why don't you just have your usual huge portion of banana cake? (laughs) (laughs) Huge portion. (laughs) It's so good. I can't deal with this film. Because I still don't know if it's good or not. Now I'm crying sat here and I still don't know if I'm enjoying it. (laughs) At this point, I am fully on board with Walken and his full just... Madness of what he's doing. It's so funny, just executed so well. I get, I, I like it. I'm into it to be honest. His performance, I, I'm on, I'm on board with it. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm leaning that way because I can't, I can't really fault. You know, the the filmmaking itself is fine. It's, it's, yeah. The effects are poor, but the filmmaking is fine. It's competently made, isn't it? And it I is, think, yeah. like you mentioned, Tommy Wiseau in the room before James, and you know it, this film does have a p- sort of hint of that in terms of a so bad it's good sort of vibe. Mm. But at least this one's competently made. I think, yeah, the, yeah. generally the acting's really good. I think the the yeah. who plays his wife is is excellent. Yeah, Lindsay Krauss. Yeah, Lindsay Krauss. She's she's like really furious with him because he's being a shit husband and a shit dad. Yeah. After th- this event happens, and it's quite obviously settled that he's the main breadwinner as well, and you know he's not doing his writing and all stuff like that, and she gets furious, which she's really good. So at least it's competently made, as opposed to the room, which is just fucking amateur hour across the board. Mm. Walking is just a, is a sight to behold. He is, yeah. <laughs> and again, this is this is one of them things where, like, because he carries this film like 
solo, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, if it's not if it's not him, I don't. This film wouldn't be available anywhere. Yeah. But because of him, we get an SD uh, rental stream <laughs> on uh, Amazon. You're just lucky it's Letterbox. The original. <laughs> honestly, I originally watched it in Pan and Scan. <laughs> 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 so when I when I watched it, you know, today on on Pan and Scan it, uh, on Letterbox, you're like, <gasps> oh, so, so expensive. As the director intended. Feast your eyes version of. Willie Strivers breakdown. I'm going to take my trousers off and put some cowboy boots on and kick back <laughs> and enjoy this. <laughs> and wait for the Henry Hoover. <laughs> so anyway, it's Christmas time. It is Christmas. The cabin. It is definitely yeah, they're Christmas Yeah, they go back to the cabin for Christmas. He gets a bike and watch his kid fall off it. <laughs> yeah, um, let's go riding your bike in the snow. <laughs> Santa, no, he got me a pro model, didn't he, Dad? He did. <laughs> oh, God. Most sensational parenting. <laughs> um, it, it's all great, but you can see that Whitley's chipping, you know, bits of him are chipping off a bit here. He's struggling a little bit. Here. And obviously he has another, you know, and this is where we see the little cloak guys. <laughs> the... That later on he calls her those those blue doctors, <laughs> those little blue fuckers. Love, <laughs> Rob, you are so good at walking. No, <laughs> so he's so he's so watchable, and the lines are so funny. I referred to oh, these God. guys uh, in my notes as Jim Henson offcuts. <laughs> <laughs> They definitely are. Like, the faces have one movement and it's lips going, oh. <laughs> That's it. There's two, there's, it's the two or three brands of alien. There's the, there's the like, South Park, skinny, big eyes. Yeah, tall. yeah. Which was rather nicely called willowy later on by a lady. Then there's the, the little, the blue doctors. <laughs> is there is there another one? Is there more aliens or is there, or... no? I don't. I think because later on, I think that's the two. Yeah, because uh, the the blue doctors take him out, <laughs> drag him away, <laughs> and then they that's give the him... funniest thing I've ever seen. By the way, like, <laughs> yeah, because it, like, it's the dream like where he's like, whoa, he grabbed one, carried out of his bedroom like a rock star. <laughs> 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 a squad of extraterrestrial umpalumpas. You know? Yes, yeah. Still with that same look of mild inconvenience on his face. Like, whoa, whoa! What's the merchandise? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, and God. is this? I mean, the whole feel f- thing feels like a mad dream, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. And it's even somehow even softer focus than the main shots of the film, uh, which is also in soft focus. Um, but there's aliens and drills and horrid stuff. And when he comes down the stairs the following morning, <laughs> his, his opening gambit to his family after this is one of the greatest. Was there an owl in here last night? <laughs> <laughs> Whitley Stryver just crying behind yes, the camera. Yes. Like, what is he doing? Oh, yeah. dear. It's it's too much, this. It's oh. too much. <sighs> so they go... I mean, 
John, yeah, please. he he's invi- he's advised to now see a therapist who um <laughs> Is this before or after he breaks the shotgun out? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no, yeah, it's at this the end of that, isn't it? He he, he <laughs> thinks he sees every it sees the little Budaknas and then tries to shoot him with his shot shotgun and I don't understand why he aims the shotgun full on at his wife. Yeah. Shoots it, but she doesn't get perish. Yeah. He points it at the ceiling. Oh, does it? Second. Oh, right, fine. Poor, I was like, oh, bloody hell. Bloody crime. I wonder how many people are murdered each year in America because they think they're seeing little doctors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, after all this, you know, the kid comes up the stairs like, what are you shooting at, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> as, we, as it emerges later, he knows. He yeah. knows. He knows Doesn't exactly. Uh, they go back. He goes into therapy. <laughs> Quite right. <laughs> he doesn't want to at first. They try. They go to. <laughs> oh, when he's describing to the doctor what's been happening to him, he's like, there was a little red dot. And he used some sort of rectal probe. <laughs> I don't remember seeing this bit. <laughs> oh, you eventually do. I, I mean, do, yeah. You but... jolly do. Goodness me. Uh, Last thing I saw was you being crowd served out. <laughs> little that happened afterwards. That <laughs> always happens after rock stars finish their concert. <laughs> <laughs> First therapy session doesn't go so well, but I think Lindsay Krauss, uh, Anna, Anne, is it Annie or Anne? Or, um, she's an incredibly supportive wife, despite the absolute. <laughs> Nonsense. Well, he nearly killed her with a bloody shotgun. Well, yeah, I mean, this is it. Um, She's wonderfully supportive. um, And I don't know what she believes. And I think it's a really great performance by her as well, by Lindsay Krauss. I think it's really good Um, in the face of, you know, because it's obviously difficult to act across someone who is hogging the screen time quite as much as Morgan is. Um, and he's sucking the whole movie into him and, and along with him. But I think she's great next to him as uh, as Anne. I do. Um, so big props, Lindsay. And um, it's Francis Sternhagen is the... Uh, hypnotist. Hypnotist, yeah. Hypnotist, who was in The Mist. Of course, yeah. I was going to say, welcome back to the podcast, but we can't do that film because it's actually really good. So never <laughs> it, did bo- it did bomb at the box office, though, so maybe it will did it? feature. Did yeah. it? Oh, if we could do that, that'd be amazing. Yeah. She invites him... Well, no, they get they get a therapy session out of the way. Um, it obviously emerges that he's got... Because we're on, we're on the home straight here. I, I don't know. I think this is like where the, the film sort of slides towards a finale, mm. which isn't really a finale. It, it does like, slide oh, as well very it does, slowly. It, like, it does, yeah. He explains it's not... what happens to him to four different people. Then he has several hypnosis sessions to try and retrieve the memory, yes. which are quite funny. Then he goes to uh, funny. <laughs> an alien abductee. Uh, support group, <laughs> and then yeah. he drives back up there again. Yeah, I think I think it's in during one of the um, sessions that he he really sort of like uncorks what happened to him, and it reveals the entire you know, and it's so funny watching him get abducted by aliens and undressed and then given a rectal probe. I, I, don't, I can't think of any anyone more I'd like to watch this happen to more. <laughs> What's that bit where there's like a big wind-up toy that comes out at him? Yeah, it's a weird yeah. one. I was yeah. like, what is going on? <laughs> and then Walken then like goes on the... And, and he starts to charm all the aliens then when he's on the ship. And he's yeah. just like, hey, guys. And he's like, hey, I go the... over there. I go over there. 
It's it's just it's mad. And then this this thing comes out the wall, and it really is a a Henry Hoover attachment. And they hold him down, and pull his legs apart, <laughs> and there's a lot of <laughs> lot of <laughs> and, and they just sort of like gently hold him while. <laughs> He, see, he seems he seems to enjoy it. I he does. Know. He does. He doesn't put much of a fight. He's in like a little spa pool, isn't he? Isn't he like a little yeah. plunge yeah. pool <laughs> with these little blue doctors? <laughs> he has a lovely little dance with him. He does a little. He's trying to engage with them a little bit. Isn't and then he? you've got because uh, you know Walken's not in a film if he doesn't do a little dance. And oh, then yeah. there's like um, an alien in the background, and it looks like one of those like inflatable, you know, what you see out of side of car showrooms. Where it's like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like wacky He's inflatable his... arm guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, you know, like, oh, we've got no budget for this. I'm sorry, I've got a mate who works at a car dealership. We'll just stick one of those in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and then he kisses one of them. I'm just like losing my shit at this point. It's just, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? He's randomly got eyeliner on, which he didn't yes, have on yes. when he went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> why? I why? I don't know. I don't know he if put- that's just poor lighting. Like, <laughs> but he, he definitely puts it on again later, doesn't he? So, I mean, after this brilliant abduction scene, which is absolutely hilarious, this is where he's not really in control. He's sort of like the subject of this. Um, and he gets, you know, probes and all sorts and given more zaps to the back of the neck. And he then goes back to the alien abduction thing and they all talk about it. And it's all a bit too real for him. Um, but it's particularly, it's too real for Anne who says she wants to go home, you know, and she's, she's brilliant. She stood by him through all this insane stuff. Um, and they go home and on the way down the stairs, he does the most incredible thing. He says to the, you know, the, the, the therapist, like it's, it's not working or something. And then goes, while his wife stood next to her. <laughs> Is he usually like uh, this? Is he like this I, all the time? He's, it's, it's and then he gets um, that night. They go home. They're having a lovely. They're about to have a lovely meal, aren't they? I think a lovely. Um, like she gets, she says a mandarin duck or something like that. You know, it's an incredible meal and a bottle of wine and two glasses. Like this is lovely. She's in. Wow, she's incredible. And then <laughs> he gets dressed in eyeliner and full jazz outfit with turtleneck suit. Yeah, lovely fedora, and he drives off to the cabin to um, towards the cabin. It, like this is confrontation, isn't it? He's confronting his problems. So instead of being all those guys in the in in the office who were like um, talking about it, he's going out there to you know show him who's boss. In a way, <laughs> no, I I agree. I think. and I I honestly think that Walken and um, who's the guy who directed this? Philippe Philippe Mora. Mm. They're making a different film to the film that I agree with you. Actually, uh, Whitley Stryber wrote. Yeah, so they're doing it as a film of like a Stephen King type. This is a metaphor for writer's block. Yeah. Whereas Whitley Stryber is like, no, no, this actually happened. But they're going, no, it didn't. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah Whitley, <laughs> no worries. Yeah, like going, you got the no, money for that fly out there, or is it still in your shorts? <laughs> All the, like I said before, the only bit that derails that is the fact that the sun knows about it and says all these yes. like, blue dots yeah. and stuff like that. But aside from that, 
The rest of it, it just feels like it's a writer with a writer's block and he just needs to get over that and this is what that is. I think you're right. And this is what he does to get over that. He goes, okay, you know, I've, I've tried the therapy, I've tried the hypnotism, I've tried the focus groups and none of it's worked. So let me just go back to the ship and confront it all physically. And what happens is just... <laughs> uh, I mean, he's dressed for the occasion, let's say. Uh, yeah. In his little jazzy hat. Very smart. Not an easy access suit that he's put on. Well, no, he's not going right, to make that yeah. mistake again. <laughs> You've got these alien parties. You crowd surf your way into an alien party. You better be ready. <laughs> Hoover attachment shoved up your rectum. I didn't want a rectal probe, Laurie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this God. movie is insane. It's absolutely it, ridiculous. Wait, so, this, so he goes to the alien ship. He finds the alien ship is like handily in a field. Um, so he goes because they didn't have a budget for a ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a great big light. They, he goes into it, and, and immediately he's greeted by them like, yeah, "Hello!" <laughs> like he's late for a dinner party. Yeah. And and he 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 holds hand he shakes hands with one of the aliens, the blue doctors, and and it does a little, <laughs> you know, does a little childish like thing with his nose and fingers. And Walker's ah. loving it. He's laughing it up. He's having a great time. It, it, it's mad, and that's what makes me think it's what you were saying, side now actually, because I didn't think that earlier. I just thought this is just bonkers alien abduction stuff. Um, but now you've said that. Like, yeah, this feels like those human attributes, you know, doing things like and high yeah. five and stuff. It, it feels like it's all from Whitley's head. Yeah, because they're all kids about. I, I personally, yeah. what I, I thought, I think he's gone mad. I just think he's just lost yeah. it, completely lost the plot. If the shoe fits. I don't think there are any aliens. But then there's this whole thing that the aliens have been in contact with him his whole life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he will now pass on the contact with the aliens to his son. Who started talking about blue doctors? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well. no, yeah. Well, so. that's true. Yeah, there's... but uh, yeah. So I think it gets sort of caught in a middle ground between yes, is it a metaphor for someone trying to work out their writer's block, and then the literal events that happened in this, <laughs> in this book. Yeah. And I think that's what you know. Maybe that is because of you know, like I say, you've got a writer who's very much on that side of the camp, and then you've got a director who potentially is on the other side, where it's like, no, this is, no, this is, and it just got sort of caught. Chris Walken's just doing whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, Walken's just doing, being as naked as possible. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, he meets sort of like a version of himself in there as a vaudevillian magician. Yeah, there's like a doppelganger, isn't there? It's It's madness. And he takes a piece of the alien's face off. He's like, you're not going to show me, are you? <laughs> That's like, what? I don't know what's going on here at all. This bit kind of explained why it looked so shonky, though, didn't it? Because it was a doll. The, you know, the crappy alien that was oh, yes. yeah, the thing. Yeah. It was a doll. And, it you know, you did have a, actually quite a decent alien, but they only had it hired for one day. So they just... <laughs> And, and it was like a, it looked like an elephant's toe. <laughs> underneath Get double use out of that elephant costume. <laughs> yeah, just put it in some shit and gunk and put it behind this mask. It had a turtleneck on. He then accepts what happens, doesn't he? And then yes, he can now move on, and his writer's block's gone, and he writes the book, which is. The film's based on and his bestseller yeah. and, uh, and all that, and then he goes on to write three more books and makes a podcast as well. Uh, Rob, if you want to get on that, does he? It's called Dreamland. Amazing. Oh, I didn't know he was competition. I didn't know this. 
<laughs> Whoa. You can have a massive deep dive into this. If you're into the sort of Whitley Stryber, do I believe in thing, you could definitely go well in it. In it, Because, yeah, loads of books and a podcast, which he's been doing for a couple of years now. Oh, my word. I can see it now. Holy heck. But please listen to ours first. Uh, <laughs> yes, if you, yes. First, I, I, yes, I think that's... Oh, no, I've accidentally started it. I hope that doesn't come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, you know, accidentally revealed that that's what I'm doing with a cup of soup after this record. <laughs> Potato and leek. I hope you've uh, stocked up on the cup of soups because you'd run out last, last time. I have, but we're down to one again. <laughs> <laughs> I did double duty the other night. It was absolutely incredible. I got a really big mug, put two in it. Do, do you do you have Jeez. one of those Sports Directs mugs? Yes, it was a Sports. <laughs> it was a Sports Direct mug. You could fit the entirety of space and time in that time, that massive, massive mug. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, this is pretty much it now, isn't it? They, it they is, accept yeah. it all, and 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 they come back to just wave and say goodbye to him and his family. In one of the funniest end shots ever. Like like they're a folk album, an edgy folk, yeah. folk band at the end. Oh. Um, it's so strange that end. With the brilliant uh, Clapton The music guitar. is obscene. I'm sorry. It's just like, I don't care if it's Eric Clapton. It does not fit the movie whatsoever. No, no. <laughs> it's so um, but it is very funny, the fact that he, he does have all the people in the world to do a title track for the Christopher Walken movie communion. No wonder there was no money for the creatures. <laughs> Trousered by Clapton. This is what I'm saying about it feeling like a vanity project. You've got Walken and you've got Eric Clapton. How have you got these people involved in your alien production? Because the production company aren't prestigious. There's nothing about the writer that's that prestigious. It's just no. weird how they've managed to rope in these huge <laughs> names. I, 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 maybe he was a Sunday Times bestseller before the movie you know, was made. I don't. Know. I assume so. I assume what's probably that, that, happened. That's is right, that not the, Sunday Times, New York Times bestseller. Is the production company have got hold of the rights to the book? Yeah. After it's gone number one, and then they've tried to do it sort of on the cheap, but then there's like this weird <laughs> flourishes. Like if we put Christopher Walken in, maybe it'll make some money. If we say Eric Clapton did the mu- music, maybe it'll make some money. <laughs> it's very bizarre. But no, I do think he did have a couple of books made into films before this, so that would be. Unfair to say that it, it was. Yes, there is a little bit of weight behind it in a um, uh, his le- his sort of like what he's bringing to the table sense. Mm. Yeah. Um, so can I get your favourite bits? <laughs> oh my god, what a question! <laughs> um, yeah, James, favourite bit, please. Uh, so when uh, Whitley is under hypnosis, he shouts something out which just had me guffawing, like doubled over laughing. <laughs> he shouts. The world is blowing up. My son is dead. <laughs> <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> you can imagine Philip oh. Moore behind the camera like, uh, yeah, yeah. Go, go. <laughs> so, Keep going. Yeah. The hypnosis scenes are very funny, to be fair. They, they are, are very, very funny. funny. They are very funny. Uh, what about you, Sai? Um, I don't know. It's either um, at the start when his kids dressed like Del Boy walking down the street. It's <laughs> one of the funniest. No one's paying any attention to him, but he's just there in the bottom of the frame, just like walking with a cottony wall. Like, bizarre. 
any bit with Walken on the ship is absolute gold. It really is. Dancing naked with aliens. There's high fives. (laughs) Henry the Hoover's been attached to his love length. It's just, it's just, it's just got it all. See, I thought Henry went up his bum. Not I did. (laughs) No, no, because he's he's sat. I thought that initially, but then he sat on the the end of the the table. (laughs) So I logistically wouldn't. Go on his. I, you his... see, that's that's. But I didn't know because it's it's. You know, this is heinous to talk about, but I, it 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 didn't have a. It was like a, a round ended attachment, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, it looked I, like th- a I thought I thought it went <laughs> went into his. Mate, well, I mean, chocolate store. <laughs> There's something going on down his uh, trousers. Anyway, I would say though, favorite bit from a like a filmmaking perspective. There's a bit where he's um, recounting and remembering one of the abductions in the therapist thing. And it keeps cutting back to him in the chair. And it's got that lovely Jaws dolly zoom camera yes, move. Yes. Yeah. And I thought that was really effective. I thought it was actually really good. And, you know, like yes. say before, it is quite competently made, this film. It's not yes. a badly made movie in terms of no. how it's shot and everything. It's just what's going on is a bit mad. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I do think it's a very, it's actually a, a decent made movie, and I thought that bit in particular was um, was very well done. I, I, I do agree. I, I find it really hard this because any any word that falls out of Walken's mouth, I think, is worthy of best bit. Huge fan of well, <laughs> huge portion. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of that. That is such a great line. You know, when you're just trying to be irritating, <sighs> when you have your usual huge portion, um, <laughs> so good. But I also really like when he goes to the alien abduction meeting and he doesn't tell anybody anything. Everyone else talks and gives him information, you know, tells him stuff. And like, they don't know whether he's, you know, believes or not. And he just says that it's, it's a lot to think about. (laughs) And gets up and starts shaking everyone's hands. And he gives everyone the most arrogant grin. (laughs) Like, (laughs) thanks. Thanks. Like he's above it all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's just like oh it's awful. It's, uh, You're here it's, as well, you nutcase. Like, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looking down your nose so at us. good. I, yeah, I can't. I, there's so there's too many bits. There's pillow talk. Pillow Your talk. Ball and chain. <laughs> uh, if I if, if I try that in a minute upstairs. <laughs> okay, I'm going back to the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a ni- oh speaking of stuff, it's been an ice age. <laughs> I've missed you. Wanna fool around? <laughs> Who said romance was dead? <laughs> so um for your reconsideration, <laughs> communion. I can't believe those words have been said. James, what are you thinking? I mean what I will say is it it's not remotely good, but Christopher Walken acts like a lunatic and gets abducted by aliens, and that is as much fun as it sounds. <laughs> If you happen to catch it streaming and you're curious, I think it's definitely worth a look. But I wouldn't advocate spending uh, anyone spending two pound forty nine on a standard <laughs> definition rental of it. Can I add? Uh, you can you can actually buy it for two pounds ninety nine. Oh well, there only you go. There's the value. I, I did buy it, so I had it. So now I've got it on standard definition twice. <laughs> well, I actually had it recorded on my Skybox. Oh. I thought it might crop up in the future. I recorded it like a year ago off the Horror Channel. Nice! In glorious SD. Gorgeous stuff. That is serious foresight. Um, cool. I think that's that's a positive. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'll take the positive. Uh, it's my pick, so I'll go last. Sai, you're next. Communion. Right, so uh, this film is utterly insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's equal parts unsettling, unnerving, and hilarious, uh, but in the same way that The Room is hilarious, you know, it's like unintentionally a guffaw fest. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about Walken's performance that has to be seen to be believed, and I think he is the reason, if you're going to watch this film, he is the reason to watch it. Um, so yeah, for him alone... I think you need this movie in your life. I I feel certainly richer for now. <laughs> yes. And I think if you went, you know, there are people out there who enjoy the sort of movie that's so bad it, it's good. And I think if you're one of those people or if you have a penchant for alien abduction movies like our Rob here, <laughs> um, then, then, then watch it. But yeah, you know, if this isn't Walken, this is going into obscurity, but... Um, <laughs> It's, you have to see it just for him, I think. It's it's so good. I totally, totally agree with that. Um, it's been a while since I've seen this. I've seen bits and pieces over the years, obviously, and, and having obviously <laughs> imported it so I could watch it the first time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine my face then, you know, like, what? <laughs> um, I, it's it's so bonkers it has to be seen to be believed, really. And so much of that is to do with Walken. You take Walken out of this, and it's just a really, really odd curio that is would be super low budget, I, I suppose, in that if you take out Walken. It's amazing what value Walken brings just by being on the screen. But it would look and feel so perfunctory. And it it actually isn't that. It is it is well made to a certain extent. The visual effect effects really aren't the no. best. <laughs> um, but this performance by Christopher Walken, I I think, I mean, was he nominated? <laughs> was he nominated? I, and I, is, he should have been. He definitely should have been. It, it, at least so for committed. Consideration. It's, it's so, so committed, good. and and it's so bonkers and so insane that he absolutely embodies. Whether it, you know, Whitley Stryber would say this isn't Whitley Stryber on the screen. Whoever this is that Chris Walken is playing, I am watching every second of it, <laughs> and whatever he does from from that moment onwards. So yeah, I'm definitely going to say yes. You've got to reconsider this. You've got to watch it because I just don't think it's appreciated or understood or known of at all. But at the same time, I I dare you not to watch this and find something to enjoy about it, even if it's a huge portion, even if that's all you take from it. There's you will find something in this to enjoy. Um, so yeah, you've got to watch it. I, I'm really glad I watched it again. I'm so glad you guys uh, enjoyed it for what it was as well. I am glad I watched it because it was. Just so funny. <laughs> yes. I, really I, funny. This has been one for a while, actually. This, this, like, when my ribs hurt, this is the first time in a while my ribs have really hurt. I haven't fallen off my chair, though. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you, fellas. Um, so what have we got next time? Whose pick is it, actually? It's mine, I believe. Oh, my word. What have you got for us? So, uh, as you guys know, I love a good sports movie. So I think we should take a look at Gavin O'Connor's family drama meets MMA tournament movie, Warrior, from 2011. Awesome. Awesome. Brilliant. First watch. 
and at the time of recording, the film is available on both Netflix and Sky. So whichever one nice. you've got in the UK, you should be able to track that down quite easily. Awesome. Well, tune in next time, folks, for Warrior. Thank you very much, boys. It's been awesome. Awesome to be back. Big year ahead. Got that feeling. Got that feeling. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Please tune in next time for Warrior and more hijinks from the boys here at FYR. And uh, give us five stars on your subscription service of choice. And uh, yeah, chat to us on the Twitters. Be nice to each other and get your year off to an absolute cracker. Oh, um, Say goodbye, boys. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. The blue doctors. The blue t- <laughs> Do, Does Cuppa, Cuppa Soup come in huge portions? <laughs> <laughs> does in our house. Definitely does in our house. <laughs>